Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're looking at 10 nightmare UFO and alien encounters. That's correct, 10 Nightmare UFO and Alien Encounters. And this article comes to us from listfirst.com, dated October 13th, 2022. Written by Gene Davis, titled, 10 Nightmarish UFO and Alien Encounters with Unusual Endings. The article starts off, it says, There's really no way to handle a UFO or alien encounter. Most of us probably never have and never will experience such an event. And when it comes to bizarre encounters, there are not too many that can compare to it. Obviously, the Roswell crash is at the top. Bigfoot, not so much. Megalodon, no way. With so many stories going around, it's hard to differentiate between what's real and a hoax. Stories being medically experimented on, being tied down on an alien craft, or being taken without knowledge are some of the encounters we hear about often. The ten women listed below did just that, except their encounters didn't turn out bad. Their encounters were frightening for sure, but they seemed to end rather calmly. Weird. It was almost like having a nightmare. Scary while you're in it, but it's fine when you wake up. Whether you believe it or not, these encounters are their truth. Well, the thing I would say about that is, uh, I think they're minimizing some of these, some of these abduction crimes that we call alien abductions, but let's take a look at the first one here. Sharon Gilbert says, an author, reporter, and co-host on Skywatch TV, geopolitics enthusiast, and Christian broadcaster, Gilbert takes on many roles daily. On the Jim Baker show, she discussed her alien encounter. What makes Sharon's story interesting is that it is the opposite of the typical alien encounter. Most alien encounters start with witnessing the spacecraft before seeing the aliens. However, there were no indications or warnings for Sharon. Her encounter began as a frightening confrontation. While laying in bed, an alien visited her in the form of her husband. Her husband was lying in bed, and something disguised as him lifted out of his body. She insisted the creature wanted to have sex with her. The communication between the two was internal. Before she pulled the mask off, she told the creature... Jesus is real. She revealed that it looked like a gargoyle with reptilian features. However, Gilbert never revealed how the creature left the room. If it wasn't worth mentioning, it probably wasn't an issue. A lot of responses to her encounter were negative once it circulated on the internet, but Sharon was unbothered by what people thought. Well, we do hear a lot about these reptilian-type creatures. Now, here's from number nine. Bettina Rodriguez Aguilera. It says, an educator, entrepreneur, and South Florida community activist, Bettina Rodriguez Aguilera, has always connected with a diverse group of people. She even ran for the Republican primary election to represent Florida's 27th Congressional District. With so much support from the people, some question if the interview she gave in 2009 about an alien encounter risked her election. Regardless, Rodriguez Aguilera never regretted or changed what occurred during the encounter. Uh, 
Rodriguez Aguilera claimed that at seven years old, she was taken aboard a round spaceship. She recalled interacting with tall, blonde aliens, two women and a man. She never mentioned any aggression from the aliens were being experimented on. Instead, the aliens provided her with information. She mentioned that they explained to her that the center of energy is in Africa, and God is a universal energy, not a person. Now, this is some of the same sort of um, statements that we've come across before. What I don't get about these things is if they're so advanced and, and there's and they have such good intentions, why aren't they sharing some technology with us that would cure some of the illness that surrounds us? This is Alex Dietrich. It says, I hope I'm not the UFO tic-tac persons for the rest of my life. This is not what I envision for myself. Lieutenant Commander Alex Dietrich was quoted saying after talking about her UFO encounter on 60 Minutes in November 2004, Dietrich observed a UFO hovering over the ocean while training with colleagues. The UFO moved at speeds beyond anything she had seen before. She never claimed to see an alien or gave any indication of what she thought it was, just simply an unidentified tic-tac-shaped object. Nothing less, nothing more. Dietrich never mentioned having an interest in UFOs and didn't entertain the idea or thought of it being more than what she saw. For the disbelievers, after hearing about a retired pilot's UFO encounter, do you believe it even more? Yeah, this is this is uh, in relation to the tic-tac-toe UFO you know, that came out a few years ago. It wasn't just the pilots that filmed those things. I mean, there were people on the ground, people on the ships. Uh, these were mass sightings, and so when people tried to debunk it or claim that it's space trash or... Uh, weather balloons. I just, I'm, I'm having none of it. Uh, number seven, Angela Schultz, A.K.A. Anjali. It says, Angelia. I guess it's Angelia. Angelia Schultz, who now goes by the name Apajali, Anjali. It's got some kind of a strange spelling. Ran as a Democrat candidate for South Dakota Senate Secretary of State in 2014. Years later, she mentioned that she was a retired defense intelligence official. On August 17, 2021, Angelia talked about her alien encounter at a press conference in front of the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. She mentioned meeting a couple at a Southern California coffee shop who eventually showed her the location of an alien base. She didn't reveal exactly where, the Mojave, where in the Mojave Desert she went in January 2010, but she said that the man she met had excavated a tunnel on the side of a mountain. She said a bright light guided them to the secret alien base. She remembered seeing aliens with lavender skin and one that looked like a praying mantis. The conversations with the aliens were through telepathy. During her press conference, she stated that she planned to go back with other individuals. As of today, there's still no confirmation if she went back to the base. Some of these cases are just so strange. You're not always sure if they're an attempt at misinformation, if they're just some misguided person, or if this stuff really happened, and it's just so out there that it's hard for us to digest. It's hard to imagine that person that could be that, um, I hate to say the word deranged, but I guess that that much in their own reality would be able to, you know, go to the trouble of running for public office and and 
and live a fairly complex life, but yet still have these really, really weird experiences. This one's by, this is number six, Dale Snipes. Dale Snipes, the, authors of, the author of 78 Years of UFOs, has experienced alien encounters since she was a child. The most terrifying encounter was at 3 a.m. when an alien tried to take her against her will. Now, that would be horrible. On the show UFO Witness, she told investigators that she woke up to a strange sound coming from the kitchen. Soon after, an alien appeared in her room and communicated with her telepathically. She mentioned that the alien, believed to be a star person, wanted to show her something and ask her if she would come with it. It wasn't clear what the alien's intentions were. During the encounter, she recalled trying to wake her husband up many times. She said even when she dug her nails into his arms, he still didn't respond. Eventually, the alien did leave. The next morning, her husband showed his arms covered with bloody scratches. This kind of goes along with these things. People talk about being abducted with somebody else in the room, and oftentimes it seems like the other person is under some sort of sleep paralysis, just out of it. Also, we have this common theme of, of telepathic communication in this account as well. On number five, Shell Marie, it says, uh, Full of emotions and terror, a UFO encounter at Alaska Pacific University left Shell Marie with 30 years traumatic memory loss on the Aliens in Alaska show. Shell allowed cameras inside her hypnotherapy station. During the session, Shell starts by saying she went outside to smoke a cigarette. She remembers randomly looking up at the sky and noticing a large black object covered with lights and an unfamiliar language written on the craft. She mentioned she would have never known it was above her if she hadn't looked up. Yeah, some scary stuff up there in Alaska. You know, we did that podcast a while back on... Um, the fellow that was out hunting uh, in the middle of the night in Alaska back in, I think, in the early 90s and ended up with an implant in his leg, which was removed. That was a really strange one. And Geraldine Orcozo, it says, one too many times Geraldine Orcozo would become pregnant and then have a miscarriage weeks later. Now, that had to be traumatic. Each time there was never a fetus found. The cause remained a mystery. Even when seeking medical advice, that was until she was taken into an alien spacecraft in October 2013. She recalled her body being paralyzed as she was surrounded by tall gray beings in the craft. She mentioned seeing her children. She remembers noticing that they were part human, mutated with DNA. Ever since the incident, she started a support group for other women who experienced having their babies stolen from the womb for experiments. Now, if we're to believe these abduction experience, <clears throat> these abduction um, accounts from women who have taken aboard spacecraft and, preg- and impregnated, now this this doesn't speak of a peaceful, loving entity. This is, well, quite frankly, it's rape. And to put these poor women through that kind of a trauma, wow. And number three, Jerry Julian. Most things are kept quiet at... Jiracarilla Apache Reservation, New Mexico. That was until Geraldine Julian talked about her encounter on UFO Witness. Rather than referring to them as extraterrestrials or aliens, Jerry referred to them as disturbed people. The first encounter she remembered was when she was sitting outside and saw a craft fly from behind a mountain. 
She said the craft descended from the sky to approach where she was sitting. Later that night, two small people tried to force her out of bed. She recalled she couldn't scream or do anything. Eventually, the disturbed people left her alone. That's a very interesting perception of these uh, alien entities, disturbed people. I like that. Number two, Jane Nelms. Jane Nelms is no stranger to having alien encounters. She told she she told her encounters to well, you should say she told about her encounters to KLTV Seven News in 1973. She mentioned being abducted by five aliens. Then in the 1980s, she mentioned one day being pregnant. And after a horrible night, she woke up no longer pregnant. Years later, she and a UFO group, group gathered in Winsboro, Texas. She remembered seeing a bright light, a bright white light, glaring through her window in the house. She also heard there was a gray alien outside. By the time she went outside to investigate further, she had heard branches snapping and noise coming from the ship ascending into the air. That almost sounds like another attempted abduction. And finally here, number one, Lily Nova. It says, maybe you have heard of her, maybe you haven't. Unlike most, Lily Nova's alien encounters didn't start as a child. Her encounters didn't even start with her search for aliens. The COVID-19 pandemic in Missouri shifted her interest to astrophotography, which led to alien encounters. Her first alien encounter started in November 2020. She mentioned seeing a couple of craft flying over the neighborhood. The more time she spent outside, the more frequent the encounters became. She stated seeing different aliens, the ones she remembered seeing the most had a blue complexion. She saw some with glowing skin and blonde hair. Rather than having physical encounters, the aliens sent out images of themselves telepathy. Yeah, that's strange. Well, sometimes I think when people go looking for these things, they're more apt to find them. I'm really um, cautious about the idea of trying to um, contact these entities through telepathy or through chance or even through apps like, you know, Dr. Greer's talking about. I've, I've, I'm concerned that the problem is if, if these things are real and we're assuming that they are real that the intelligence level would be so high they could be artificial intelligence they could be just super advanced however that is it's going to be very hard for us to really get a read on them they could master intention so easily if the uh, communication is just through this telepathic you know back and forth where they're basically in control of the conversation once again, they're in control of the narrative. And so, to me, this is not really the way to go about uh, trying to, to discover what these things are or to try to analyze it, what they are. Uh, communication with these things, in my opinion, could actually be quite dangerous. But I found these, I found these ten accounts of these women uh, all weird. I mean, very highly strange, and a lot of them, to me, were... were uh, very damaging physically and psychologically I see a pattern here of humans just being treated uh, almost like lab animals and and the fact that people feel like they can communicate with them telepathically um, that's no consolation to me until next time this is UFO warning over and out